You're listening to English with Monty, the podcast about the English language. Talking about different forms of the present perfect and comparing it to the past simple. Hello there and welcome to English with Monty. We're moving on to episode number 34 and we're going to look at a interesting topic today. It's quite a standard topic and Gideon is with me. How are you doing, Gideon? Hi, John. I'm fine, thanks. Excellent news. The topic is, I've already mentioned it to you, haven't I? Because we did a video on this in Paris. We're going to do the present perfect compared to the past simple. We did indeed do a video. Check it out on Let Them Talk TV. It's a classic piece of grammar, though. It is a classic Every piece of grammar. Every day it comes up in the classes. It's good to cover it. I think it is. I did an eight-minute English episode with Nicolo on this one, and right. I thought it was probably worth doing it in a bit more detail and getting an expert like yourself on it. <laughs> Not sure about that, but okay. In your video, you seemed like an expert. So did you. I seemed like it. You sound yes. very authoritative, John, as you always do. Oh, thank you. As long as I fooled the audience, that's the main thing. We'll look at the basics. What would be the basic difference between present perfect and the past simple? Oh, that's a tough question because there are a number of things to consider. Mm, there are indeed. When we're talking about the present perfect, one way we use it, where we don't use the past simple, is when we're talking about a life experience. For example, I've visited, where have I visited, John? Japan. You visited Japan? I have visited Japan. So I'm not saying when I did it, just mm -hmm. letting you know that I have had that experience. So I'm using the present perfect. I've eaten chili spicy grasshoppers in Mexico. Oh, really? You've yeah. had that experience. Okay. I've had that experience. It wasn't the best experience in the world, but I've done it. Mm. So of course, when you say well, when it happened, when I was in Mexico five years ago, I ate chili grasshoppers, then you'd use the past simple because now you're saying when it happens, you're not talking about a life experience, you're talking about an actual experience. So when something happened in the past, I use a past simple. So that's yeah. the first distinction, isn't it? It is really, whenever you're using a past time frame, you've got to use the past simple. You do. Mm. Yeah. That's a very common mistake. You hear all the time. I think it depends on the language. I know that in Romance languages and German, they'll say something like, I have done this yesterday. But we don't do that in English, do we? We can't. The rule is yesterday is a past time phrase. So you've got to use a past, past simple. I did it yesterday. Exactly. You would never use the present perfect in that situation, would you? Anytime you are mentioning the time frame or we know the time frame, so you don't necessarily have to mention the time frame, but we know the time frame. You still use the past simple, wouldn't you? Yes. I mean, the only exception to that rule is anything which is a past time phrase. Last week, last year, last month, a long time ago, before I met you or whatever it is, you use a past tense. The only exception is sometimes you have what's called unfinished mm -hmm. time phrases, like today, something happening today could have happened already in the past. Mm -hmm. Or today isn't finished. So it could be a present. It could be a future. I drank a cup of coffee today, or I have drunk a cup of coffee today. They both could be correct, couldn't they? 
They could be, yeah, because I thought your example was quite interesting on the video, actually, because you were talking about depending on what your maybe expectations are or what's happening during the day. I think it was about the gym, was it? Yes, that's right. Don't know why you mentioned the gym. I don't think you've ever been to the gym in your life. (laughs) I have. I used to go regularly. Oh, okay. Not recently, though. Not recently. I'm a bit lazy. 30 years ago. (laughs) Something like that. Let me try and remember your example. You said something like, I have been to the gym today. Yeah. Or I went to the gym today. What's the difference there? How are they different? First of all, I should say both possible. The difference is small. Don't think, oh my God, do I say I've been or or I went to the gym today? Whatever you say, it's probably going to be correct. It just implies a little bit of a different thing. Been to the gym today. Maybe it's still relevant to now because now I'm tired or now I feel really fit. Or it could be because you're using present perfect because you might go back. So two reasons why I could use it. Of course, the other point is that you use the present perfect for things that happened in the past that have consequences for now. But if you said, I went to the gym today, you're saying, well, that piece of my life, that experience is over now. So I'm using a past tense. Mm. I guess it's also dependent on the question, isn't it, really? So for example, I could say to you, oh, Gideon, what have you done today? Yeah, You could say, I have been for lunch with my friend. I have been to the gym. I well, have drunk a few coffees. Well, let me, let me give you another example. This doesn't have to be today. It could be this year. Mm. And if I say, for example, I've... Tell me a place, John, a place in uh, the world. Outer Mongolia. Okay. If I say I've been to Outer Mongolia twice this year, it could mean that I'm going to go again. If I say I went to Outer Mongolia twice this year, it sounds like I'm not going to go again this year. But as I said, it's just a nuance. You could use both, really. It kind of suggests, though, that it's complete in some way, isn't it? Yeah. That it's over if you're using the past simple. If I said to you, what did you do today? Then obviously you would respond in the same way, wouldn't you, in terms of the tense? It's like, yes, I went to the gym. I saw my friend. I had a coffee. Exactly. It's kind of like the day is complete when I'm asking you that question, isn't it? Yes, precisely. I think that's interesting to talk about because you were talking about the idea of something connecting to now because i always find that a little bit confusing with the way present perfect is taught when you're talking about that what do you mean exactly we can use the present perfect remember the present perfect is a past tense we think of it as a present tense Mm -hmm. it's not really a present tense it's a past tense that has consequences for now Okay, because most of the time when you use a present perfect, the action happened in the past, what's happened in the past until now. For example, I've just got myself a coffee. Okay, so I just got myself a coffee. That happened in the past, of course, but I've got it in front of me. I'm drinking it now. So it's relevant to this moment. And when things happen in the past, but they're relevant to now, then you use present perfect. Mm. Assuming you don't use a past time phrase, that would mean that you couldn't use the present perfect. So you can't say, I have just got a coffee five minutes ago. No, you can't use a go with a present perfect. I've just got a coffee. That's what I'm drinking. I always think about the idea of just already, ever, never, yet, and still. When you're using those, you've got to use the present perfect. Yeah, there are certain phrases where you're more likely to use a present perfect. As you said, already, just. Well, just is different because American English is a bit different than British English. We're talking British English here. The Americans might use the past tense with just. Ah, I only, just saw him. Only with just, people. though. I don't want to sound like an expert on American English, but they do use the past simple a bit more than British people. So, for example, 
did you buy bananas? They might say, a British person would say, have you bought hmm. bananas? They would use it a little bit more than we do. So it's only related to bananas? <laughs> Possibly. And they consider it as a question about the past. Right. That's a question about the past. Did you buy bananas? It's happened in the past. I'm asking you about the past. So as a British person will say, no, I'm asking you something which has consequences for now. So we have to use the present perfect. Have you bought bananas? There's logic in both of them. Americans use it a little bit more. But generally, if you're studying British English or American English or whatever English, if you follow our rules, it's generally okay. The differences are very small. It doesn't really matter if you interchange between them, does it? They'll understand anyway. If I, I mean, say, have you bought bananas in America? They're going to understand. I hope so, yeah. Unless they don't have bananas. I always find that idea a little bit confusing, though. Usually how I teach the present perfect is I say to my student, it's general past if you're not talking about a past time frame. And then I don't normally focus on the idea of it connecting to something now because I find that students think about it too much. Mm-hmm. And then they go, oh, well, is this connected to something now? Not sure. Should I be using it? Not sure. So I just break it down and say, okay, well, if you're using just ever, never, already, yet, or still, then you're going to be using it. Can I also add the, like the first time, the second time, the third time, something like that, also use present perfect. This is the first time that I've ever been here. Second time I've seen you this week. Oh, yeah. Second yeah. time I've spoken to you this week. There's three other cases. That's a good point, isn't it? I like that one. Yeah. You should have included yeah. that in the video. Well, I wanted to keep it down to a reasonable length, <laughs> but yeah, maybe in a future video. That's a good one. I like that one. I didn't really think about that. Did you actually mention this part? Well, maybe I shouldn't mention this, but when we use sense and for with present perfect, do you think that's going beyond the remit of what we're supposed to be talking about? No, not necessarily. Since is usually is a present perfect, almost always, isn't it? Or present perfect continuous. Yeah. Because it's talking about past tense until now. Four could be a past tense. It could be a future. It could be present. Four could be anything, couldn't it? It's just a duration of time. It can happen at any time. Well, exactly. But since has to use the present perfect, doesn't it? Or the I present so. perfect continuous. I was hesitating. There might be an exception. There are probably a few exceptions to that rule. But generally speaking, hmm. it's uh, present perfect. Because you'd always see on, for example, a bottle of beer, it will say since 1864. It's like saying we have been brewing this beer since 1864. Yeah. So yeah, it's exactly. like it started at that moment and it continues now. Exactly. That's always a good example. At Monty, we offer English classes online. So you can join wherever you are. We offer individual lessons or English exam preparation. For first timers in a group class, it's only £2. Visit our website at montyenglish.co.uk to buy this ticket or book any other package now. Why would we use present perfect continuous rather than the present perfect? What's the difference there? Oh, that's a whole new podcast, John, but I can explain <laughs> briefly. Let's do it briefly. Well, it's about the type of verbs you're using. If you're using stated verbs or you're using action verbs. Some stative verbs, like words that, well, for states, really, like and see and lots of others. So, for example, I see you, don't say I'm seeing you. Mm. Or no, K-N-O-W, no, is a stative verb. It's not using the continuous tense. So I've known John for a long time. I've known, I have been knowing John. But when yeah. you have the action verbs, 
like to learn. I've been learning English for a long time. That's an action verb, so it can take continuous, the gerund, so ing form. So you can say, I've been knowing. I've been knowing. You just said I've been knowing. I've been, uh, I've been learning. Sorry, okay, I've been good. learning whatever language it is. English, I've been learning English for a long time because to learn is an active verb. Because no is obviously a non-action verb, so therefore it cannot be the ing form for that reason. Um, yeah, exactly. Of course, it, you have some verbs which are both stative verbs and action verbs, like to think, for example, I think it's a good idea. That's a stative verb. I've been mm -hmm. thinking of buying a new car. That's an active verb. So some have both qualities depending on the context. Yeah, because you could say I haven't thought about that for some time. Yeah, I mean, not I haven't been thinking about it. Yeah. Not really. I think this requires greater depth, perhaps. That's the basic idea, isn't it? I wanted to just point out as well, because if I said I am seeing you, I mean, it could suggest that you're dating somebody, couldn't you? If well, you exactly. That that, that's a good example, because see is normally a stative verb. You don't use it in the continuous. I see you. That's an exception. If you're having a relationship with somebody, you say to see as an active verb, I'm seeing this person. Are you seeing this I don't know, this girl, whatever. So that clearly means having a relationship with. So that one is possible, yeah, depending. But the difference in meaning, of course. And then mm -hmm. I always give an example between play and playing because I was thinking yeah. about the idea of playing tennis. So if I say I have been playing tennis for four years or I have played tennis yeah. for four years. Yeah. For me, they kind of have slightly different meanings in the sense that if I say I have been playing tennis for four years, it suggests that it's been a continuous idea, like I've consistently been playing. Whereas if I say I have played tennis for four years, it doesn't suggest that. It's just a bit more general. Can I disagree with you, John? Is it okay? Go ahead. <laughs> Normally, you say I've been playing tennis for four years. I think we're more common. I think it depends on the perception because it, it goes back again to the difference between stative verbs and action verbs. And there are one or two cases where if you consider something to be a permanent situation, you use it as a stative verb. The classic example is to live. You would say, I've been living here for six months. You never say, I've lived here for six months. That's possible. It sounds kind of strange. I've been living here for six months mm. because of the idea it, it's happening. It's something temporary. It's changing. But you would say, I've lived here all my life. Mm. Or I've lived here for 20 years because then in the eyes of the speaker, it's something more permanent. Mm. And because he or she feels it's permanent, they choose to use live as a stative verb. So I've lived here for 20 years. I'm staying here. I'm not going anywhere. I've been living here for two years in Paris. Exactly. You say, how long have you been staying in this hotel? You wouldn't say I've stayed at this hotel for one week. No, I've been staying because you know it's temporary. It's going to change. Mm. I've been staying in this hotel for one week but I've been living here for 20 years. The other verb which acts like that is work. So I could say to you, have you worked as an English teacher all your life? Yeah, exactly. You say, if you just started a job, you say, I've been working here for a few months. I've worked at this company since I left school. I've collected stamps since I was a child. You see, you could say I've been collecting stamps because it's like some part of your personality. You end up saying I've collected stamps, but generally speaking, most people say I've been collecting stamps for a long time now. Yeah. So that's turning action verbs into stative verbs. I would say with the tennis idea, you'd use the continuous form if I'm playing the game, right? So I would say I have been playing for two hours. 
But if you've taken on to yourself that tennis is part of you, it's part of your identity, it's part of who you are, then you'd say, I've played tennis for a long time. I've collected stamps since I was a boy. Of course. But, you know, if I'm talking about the duration of a game or duration of me playing, then it's always going to be the action verb, isn't it? Well, I've been playing tennis for an hour. Yeah. That's true. That's a different thing. But playing tennis for many years, it's not necessarily like that. Maybe if you'd use the present, a perfect to stop it being ambiguous. I've been playing tennis for the last half hour. It's not the same as I've been playing tennis for two years. Mm-hmm. So maybe we say I played tennis for two years to clear up that ambiguity because you can't play nonstop for two years. Sure. Well, there is that slight element of ambiguity, isn't there? So more yeah. likely that we're going to use it with something that's happening yes. now or for the last hour or so or something like that. Yeah. Also as well, I suppose we can use the present perfect continuous to talk about a recent finish action as well, can't we? So it's like, oh, you're sweating. Have you been playing tennis? Yeah, exactly. Even though you're not playing. Exactly. The action of playing tennis has a consequence for now. Mm, which is you sweating. Yeah. Today, your hair's wet can be, have you been walking in the rain? Uh, often with students, I give them this example. I say, what's the difference between I've cleaned my room and I've been cleaning my room? Yeah. I and... don't know why you give this example, because I don't think I've ever seen your room clean. possibly not from a grammatical point of view it's quite interesting i've cleaned my room look isn't it clean okay that's about consequence of the cleaning Mm -hmm. and it's a nice room i've been cleaning my room that's why i'm tired the result of the action of cleaning has made me tired it has a different consequence cleaning has a consequence on your body and also on the room exhausted because i've been cleaning my room I have a picture of you slumped on the sofa with a duster draped over your shoulder and you looking a bit... How did you know? That's what normally happens, right? How did you know? Yeah, that's exactly how it is. With a feather duster in one hand, your bleach in the other. Exactly. Was there anything else that we could cover? What did we do? We did consequences. I guess we could look a bit deeper on using the present perfect where there's a consequence for now... I think uh-huh. in the video, we discussed this a bit. For example, you say, I've lost my keys. I think that's an example we, we used in the video. Yeah. I've lost my keys. You would say that if you can't get into your house and you'd say, I lost my keys if it's something that happened in the past, but now you have access to your house. So last month I lost my keys, but oh no, I've lost my keys. I can't get into my house. The visuals there were, were me patting my pockets going, oh my God. Yeah. Ooh. And it's a common mistake that you hear from students. They say, last month I've lost my keys, or they'd say, now I lost my keys and I can't get into my house. They get them confused one way or another. So it's good to clear that up. Mm. Well, Not only think- losing keys. There's another <laughs> example, classic example. The other example I think we had was to break your leg. Yeah. Probably I've fallen not. down the stairs. I think I've broken my leg. There you go. You're using the present perfect there because it's a recent thing. I can't, I can't walk. Because you can't walk, yeah. Yeah. And then I say when I was snowboarding a few years ago, I broke my leg when I hit a tree. I think we established that that was not true. It was not true. I'm an awesome snowboarder. Things like that doesn't happen. <laughs> doesn't happen. happen. Yeah, the champion. I think that covers a lot of it. I suppose we didn't really say, did we use four when you're using the present perfect? I could say I have lived in London for 
10 years. Mm -hmm. We didn't really give that example, did we? Before could be the past. I lived in London for 10 years. Four could be the future. I will live in London for 10 years. So four is a duration of time and durations of time can occur now or before or in the future. That's curious, isn't there? There's three different ways of using it. And then obviously, if you're using the present perfect, you're saying that it started in the past and continues now. You have to use the duration of time. Whereas with since, you have to use a specific point of time in the past, don't you? You cannot use a duration of time. I think that's the other element that I find a lot of students getting wrong is they'll say since six months. Oh, yeah. When they should be saying for six months. Yeah, exactly. Always confusion for, since, ago, during. Yeah, Um, confusion about those. So obviously, if you said I lived in London for six months, Mm-hmm. And I have lived in London for six months. What's the difference between those two? Between I've lived in London for six months? Yeah, and I lived. Well, I lived in London six months. That's the past tense. So you're not no longer in London. I've lived in London for six months. You're still there. I've been living. I'd probably say I've been living. So you're still there. It's obvious with the future. It's obviously something that's happening for a period of time in the future. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we need to explain that one. Whether I should mention this one, because that might be a bit confusing, by next month, I will have lived in London for 10 Okay, years. that future perfect. Should we mention that one? Maybe not. Just touch upon that one. But why wouldn't you say I will have been living in London? Future perfect continues. I don't know. Tell me why. <laughs> I don't know. It's a bit more natural if it's... Yeah, well, I suppose it's because it's completed action, isn't it? So if you're talking about I will have lived, it's a completed action by that moment, isn't it? So is I will have been living, yeah? But it doesn't sound like a completed action, does it? Yes, it does. But this time, by five o'clock, I will have drunk. Uh, I will have. Oh, no. Okay. That's a different thing. Yeah. Okay. I will have been. Will have been drinking. I will have been drinking. <laughs> okay. Maybe you're right. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Because you don't have the future perfect continuous, do you? I don't think it exists. Does it? It does exist. Does it? I would have been. I would have been living here for six months. It's, uh, that's Okay. Okay. By October, I would have been living in London for six months. I think that's a minor point, isn't it? We weren't talking about future perfect. It does exist and you can use it. Let's say that. Yeah. I think we covered everything. I think we've done a lot, yeah. For extra information, we have a video about it. Yes, indeed. The video is on Let Them Talk TV, along with Mm -hmm. many other videos. And also, I mentioned it briefly at the beginning, I did a brief eight-minute English episode on present perfect with Nicola. I think when listening to podcasts or watching videos, it's always good to have a bit of variety, isn't it? And do listen to one or two other things. In this, some things might be clearer. And then in the eight-minute English one, other things might be clearer. Worth listening to a couple of things. And then I get more downloads. So great. Everyone's a winner. What else do you do then apart from Let Them Talk TV? You've got a podcast, haven't you? I have a podcast called Zeitgeist Banana, and John is a regular guest on it, aren't you, John? I am indeed, More yes. episodes coming soon. You've got one coming up in the next couple of weeks? Possibly. Possibly. I'll keep it under my hat, but yes. Keep it under your Possibly. hat. We often do those episodes together, don't we, which are slightly different, shall we say, in terms of focus. For example, we did a bit of focus on the amount of French words used in english common words isn't it it's a bit more factual yes exactly we delve into the english language and see what's happening there 
where the words come from and what type of words we use, why we use them. Thanks very much for joining me, Gideon. I hope that helps everybody. My pleasure. You've been listening to English with Monty. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave me a donation online via our website. Monty is a small independent company and I do all the editing myself. I would suggest £2.50 to buy me a coffee or £5 for a beer. MontyEnglish.co.uk Then just click on the podcast button at the top. You can donate here. Thank you. I appreciate it.